this just in, the ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. This is my favorite time of the week. I know, right? Isn't it fun? Isn't it the most yeah. funnest time of the week? Well, speaking of also time of the year, um, did you actually get a pumpkin when you were out there? When you sent that picture? No. <laughs> Those were uh. expensive. Those were the rich people pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> are you and uh, Hubs going to go to uh, like a pumpkin patch this year? Yeah, on the 26th, which you guys would totally be invited to, but it's my birthday party Ooh. at um, a festival, oh. Halloween festival. Oh, my. Where, uh, which festival? It's in Oak Glen. It's like this ranch-style place in the mountains that not a, pe- a lot of people know about. When they go there, they're like, oh, my God. They have, like, apple picking throughout the year. You can press your own apple cider. They have pumpkin patches. It's so fun. Oh, wow. That's cool. That I love doing pumpkin patch stuff. That's always my favorite. There was one... It was like up the 405, right where the 405 and the 5 meet at like that point. Um, it was oh. like south of that, like that triangle. And there's just a, you can look it up. It's called Fenris, something like that. Fenris Farms. Um, uh-huh. Starts with an F. I know it starts with an F. And they have a giant corn maze and they got like pumpkins and stuff. It's really cool. I, lo- oh. I love it. And, and when I pick out a pumpkin, like I, it has to call to me. Like it has to talk to me, you know. Glory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got, I gotta just, I gotta feel it. I gotta feel it. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome to the uh, ongoing comic book discussion podcast. I'm Corey, and I'm Tess. And you know, even though, as far as uh, you guys know, we're we're in deep on on October. For us, <laughs> we're actually recording this uh, one day before October starts. So, yes, uh, so we're very excited for October. Exactly. <laughs> we are we are super, super excited. And uh, we were just talking about pumpkins and stuff today, like texting pictures mm-hmm. back and forth of, of what we like about, you know, what we look for in a pumpkin to turn into a jack-o'-lantern. And um, I always yes. like a really curly stalk on top. Just oh, like, like the Tim Burton style? Yeah, yes. it's got to be Tim Burton-y. And whenever I carve a jack-o'-lantern, and obviously we'll definitely post them uh, on the Instagram this year, um, <laughs> whenever I carve a jack-o'-lantern, it's always the same, it, but it, it's like it's different. But it's always it's a very Tim Burton-y, traditional, like pointy eyes, pointy okay. teeth, and I, mm-hmm. I like to have it scary. I'm a, I like Halloween to be scary. I don't want it, my <laughs> jack-o'-lantern to be silly. Um, but what about you? What do you, what do you like when, in a jack-o'-lantern or in a pumpkin? pumpkin in a jack-o'-lantern well i like the the act of making a giant mess and also it's very therapeutic to like pick out the pumpkin guts i think (laughs) and squish them in your fingers yeah you're like i'm a child squish (laughs) and even though i have really good handwriting like i used to do the signs at trader joe's good handwriting i cannot cut a freaking pumpkin to save my life oh no yeah I just can't. I'm like, you know what? I'm so glad this is triangles. And when we get to the mouth, like, teeth are falling out. Like, it's just a... <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> have you been like carving pumpkins your whole life? Is that it's it, oh, yeah. ever since you were a kid? Okay, just never quite got a handle yeah. on it. Well, my birthday is two days before Halloween on the 29th, so I'm a Scorpio and I'm a Halloween kid. So Halloween was always like, oh my God, it's the best time of the whole year. It's like your birthday, and then two days later, you get a bunch of candy from strangers. It's great. That's awesome. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. I know, like, for some people, it kind of stinks when your birthday's like on Christmas or something, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but having it on Halloween is awesome. That's really I know. Neat. I got the best holiday where you don't have to give people gifts. So, but <laughs> fantastic. Oh man, I'm so excited about our October lineup. I know by now when you guys hear this one, you'll have heard Hellboy yep. and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes, and uh, both of them were a lot of fun, and I think they kind of set the mood for where we're going next, which is Afterlife with Archie. And yes. this one's actually going to be broken up into two segments. Um, because that's all. There's only, uh, I believe, ten issues. I don't know if they're actually going to make any more or not. To be truth, truth be told, I don't know. Um, but I know that they've been sitting on ten issues for like I think two years now. So it's safe to assume no time okay. soon. So we were. I was like, hey, Tess. I love this story so much. Uh, spoiler alert, I love it. And I just like, <laughs> I'm like, it's an easy, like, you know, wrap up and read, you know. So let, let's just knock the whole thing out in, in two parts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I think that, I think it'll be fun. I think, and it's a fun Halloween, you know, story too. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was like a setup to Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or maybe it just influenced Chilling Adventures. I'm not sure. But I, I mean, I guess I, we accidentally did this out of order. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was I was thinking about just that. And uh, I, I don't know like where to inter, in, interject that conversation, uh, but we can definitely do it right at the top here. And uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, to, to me, doesn't that seem to take place like more in the 50s? And this is more oh. like current times because he has like uh later on he has a mechanical um in in the in the veronica's house in the yeah. lodge residence he's got a pool with like a mechanical top that goes over it so mm-hmm. i got the impression that this is you know in the future and chilling adventures is in the past and i believe i'm not too too familiar with archie and i haven't been reading the reboot stuff but i believe what they're what we're looking at here is a multiverse scenario like the the well, Sabrina from the Trillion Adventures comic books is uh, is the same yet isn't you know what I mean like mm-hmm. that adventure it's its own universe no connection to this yet Sabrina in that is very much similar to the Sabrina that's in this and right. and and you know vice versa so I think what we're looking at is even with the TV show it's all just a, a multiverse scenario and that's crazy because like when it comes to comic books I'm learning more and more you just have to how do I word this like you just have to let it be you can't expect it to be the same story from forever because when I was first getting into comics I was asking my husband I was like where the heck do I start I want to know what happens from the beginning I don't want to come in the middle of the story but what I'm learning here is that the stories start over and over and over and you just kind of pick your favorite ride whatever comes to you and that's the beauty of it and there's so much freedom and creative uh, fluidity in that and I love comic books even more for that really yeah and, and that was honestly that what you're touching on there was a uh, the the reason that back in the early 2000s Marvel created the Ultimate Universe because the Marvel like some like the X Men movies were getting popular so people were coming in from the movie theaters with the same thing as you and they're like I want to read some X Men where do I read what I just saw and they're like mm. staring at X Men number 450 and they're like what do I do with this you know and so Marvel created the Ultimate Universe to because 
Marvel, unlike DC, their mainstream universe never reboots, really. Um, oh. DC reboots almost like every five, ten years, uh, which is great because it gives, like you said, you can do uh, uh, origin stories again, give people like a jumping on point. You can change things up. You can mix things up. But Marvel had this like consecutive you know, timeline, and that's why in the comics, like Peter, like when the Ultimate Universe came out, Peter Parker in the normal Marvel universe was like a teacher in like 30 something years old. And what? yeah, and so it's like because he had to grow over time. He went to college, he had to get a job, he'd been married and divorced <laughs> to MJ, like I mean in a whole life. But like and then you lose with 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 you know a huge portion of Spider-Man's character is the fact that he's a kid. So with the Ultimate Universe, they were able to actually restart that and people could jump on it. But of course, what happens a hundred issues later, you know, now the Ultimate Universe, like five years later, the Ultimate Universe is just as deep and people uh-huh. still, and they can't jump onto that one anymore. So they kind of like killed the Ultimate Universe. Um, anyways, it's a, yeah, that's a complete <laughs> side tangent. Uh, uh, but to what you said, I am with you. I like... I like these type of scenarios where it's like you, you you get the characters and I think to to what you're saying what makes it work is no matter what you do you got to keep the characters consistent to who they yeah. are um, and then you can tell yeah. a story around that but you can't change who the characters are at their core and what I think I love the most about Afterlife with Archie is at its core it's still Archie characters in a zombie movie and right. you know and, and people die and it's like everybody dies it's crazy alert. it's crazy these characters that yeah. like i didn't grow up reading but because of like you know the the zeitgeist the cultural conversation of like being mm-hmm. in a conversation or i'm sorry being in a comic book store my entire life um i know who jughead is i know who archie is i know who right. betty and veronica are even though if i've never read a single comic of theirs and uh, now i'm reading it and I'm, I, it's it's interesting because like i'm actually figuring out who their characters are but in a zombie story to the point where i'm like oh i actually like these characters maybe i want to read something outside of this you know but yeah. um it, it was a great introduction to to archie my god I, we did this in reverse we just reviewed the comic before we got into it <laughs> Well, to add to your point, um, so the characters really do have to stay consistent with the story, but it's also like, okay, so you know how Marvel has the what if thing going on, right? So it's like every time they change the story, it's constantly a what if. It's like, you know Jughead as Jughead, you know Betty, you know Veronica, you know their traits, you know their weaknesses, you know who they love, you know who they hate, you know their enemies, blah, blah, blah. All right, let's throw in some zombies. Let's add in what would actually happen. How would they react? And that's what keeps people coming back. You're like, and you're right. Zombies. This is yeah. I was gonna say yeah. That and the zombies, <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, but you're right though. Like, uh, um, oh shoot, I just it just was on the tip of my tongue, and then it jumped off. Oh, okay. no, I'm sorry. Um, and you're right, though. This is very much a what if. This is a an Archie what if. And that's a that's a great way to to to, you know, to look at it as a as a series. It's actually so uh, chilling adventures with Sabrina, I guess, because if you want to look at the normal Archie as like the, you know, the sort of the young adult version, the, the teen um, comic friendly version as the normal canonical Archie, then mm-hmm. this and chilling adventures of Sabrina are both 
both what if scenario branch offs. Yeah. And, and it's great because with that in mind, they can do whatever they want to do because it has no connection to the actual canon of Archie other than, you know, the names and the characters and stuff. So like they could kill everybody off within this afterlife with Archie, but then they just kind of business as usual back in whatever mm-hmm. other, you know, the normal realm. It's like it's like different dimensions, you know. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, before we jump in, even though we're like 10 minutes talking here, um, this this fascinates me to no end because mm-hmm. my entire life, Archie was just one thing. And even the art style was literally the same my entire life. And I want someone to do a documentary on what happened behind the scenes at Archie because huh. the, the, the timeline that I witnessed this happened, so someone greenlit this and was like, "Sure, go for it." I'm, I, I don't, like, you know what I mean? Like Archie was never like breaking ground or anything. Archie was never like tearing up the the. And this is when I worked at Diamond. Like uh-huh. Archie's always been a stable of the industry, yes, but never like something that was like culturally relevant. And then whoever greenlit this uh, uh, should win, you know, an award because. I believe, from what I could tell, it propelled Archie into, you know, the pop culture zeitgeist. And then Mm -hmm. they rebooted the regular Archie universe and made it very modern, very, like, you know, they have cell phones now, like, current and everything with current artists. And really treated it, you know, very well and and got really good reviews. People loved it. People latched onto it. And then, boom, what came next was Riverdale, the TV show. Mm -hmm. So, and, and The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So now we're living in this post- like Archie is relevant uh, world, mm-hmm. which I never thought I would see. And <laughs> I believe, I mean, I, I could be wrong. I'm not like an Archie historian, but I believe that it's because of this afterlife with Archie. I think it, I think this got them the sales and got them the notoriety and got eyeballs on Archie uh, press, you know? And, and yeah, they're like, wait, Archie can be something pretty cool. Exactly. Yes. It's like, yeah. and, and that was the first time I read this. I was like, okay, I th- I've heard good things, but I didn't know what to expect. And I'm like, pe- people die. This is actually a horror comic book but with mm-hmm. Archie like what what is happening yeah. <laughs> wait what? what oh my gosh and it's funny because the story is just it's kids in high school like it's the simplest story and they're able to give it so many different angles and it's still going like it was my my mom was born in the 60s it's her favorite comic book and I bought it for her at Black Cat Comics uh from a, a 1970-something some uh comic book and she loved it you know, and then I told her about the zombies and she's like, um, what? <laughs> There's zombies? <laughs> they can do that? <laughs> and can I tell you, it gets even crazier. Um, they've done a, uh, I believe the first trade is out and they're even doing a part two, but they did Archie versus Predator, as in the Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> Predator. Uh, oh so they're God. leaning in. They're leaning into this horror, you know, thing. And the funny thing is with that, I actually didn't read it, uh, but with that, they actually gave it the old school art style from you know way back mm-hmm. in the day but you know the juxtaposition of you know people getting their heads ripped off because it's predator so uh, it, of course <laughs> they're doing great things and like i said i hope we get we get a, a documentary on what happened you know like i don't yeah. know five, five six years ago or something when mm-hmm. like what happened just what happened to turn archie around and make it a culturally relevant comic book i just and who's the publisher it's, it's i mean it's archie 
that's, and that's that. Hello. Yeah, they I only mean, do Archie. Yeah, it's just Archie and Sabrina. Archie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they have their own publishing company. Like oh, they're yeah. doing something right. Oh yeah, I mean, th- like I said, they've they've literally been around like forever. Um, and I'm I'm trying to pull it up now because I'm not like I don't know if like maybe they're owned by you know somebody else, but then keeping. I'm 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 trying to as I'm buying time as I'm looking all over, but yeah, it's it's Archie Archie Comics is. Um. Yeah, Archie Comics is is pretty much them. Yeah. So it's crazy. Oh, anyways, so <laughs> should, should we? <laughs> yeah. Should we yeah. jump into this? Yeah. I Hopefully, mean. you guys are still listening and you weren't spoiled by our spoilers. These are actually <laughs> yeah, it's actually really cute. Like, I want to have like we we read it on Comicsology for this episode, but I definitely want to have it in physical form, and so does my husband because I'm like reading it and laughing. I'm like, and then and then he's like, oh my gosh, we have to own this. And like, I mean, <laughs> and it's one of those things where the artwork is just so gorgeous. It's it's got its own style to it that is just it, to me uh, um, uh, artwork is uh, uh, Francesco Frank uh, Frank Francavilla 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 Francesco Francesco Oh God here we go We should have got our spouses Our spouses are both Latin I think these are both Latin names We we didn't uh, we didn't ask them before <laughs> um, But I know it's Ro- Roberto Sacasa That's yeah story that Yeah I'll, I'll, yes And then uh, story is Francesco uh, We'll just call him Francesco But uh, his artwork is uh, amazing. And uh, we will definitely do better about trying to pronounce names uh, yeah. <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> we want to respect the author, artists, everyone. So, yeah, that's why we like to take the time. But we just missed that minor detail this one. <laughs> yes. Uh, lettering. The lettering is by Jack Morelli. So uh, let's always give uh, let's always give shout out to our letters because we know they're just as important. But um, mm-hmm. it's this is one of those artists we've discussed before where – they it looks like it's like all their art you know like like Mm -hmm. the inks the paint everything like they do everything and some artists are are like that like we discussed some artists are like auteurs they they do everything and then some artists you know just do the pencils and you know someone else inks it and someone else colors it but this is very much uh francisco's like art style i think like prominently prominently and beautifully on displayed for all of us to enjoy yeah i really did i dug the art a lot all right you ready, my friend? Yeah. So uh, as you guys know, we're going to break down each individual issue with a little recap so you guys will know what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoilers abound. So if you haven't read it, um, you know, you should definitely <laughs> maybe read it before mm-hmm. you listen to this or listen to this and go read it. But we are definitely going to yeah. just talk away. So mm-hmm. um, all right. First all right. issue. Here we go. Chapter one. This is how the end of the world begins. The comic starts on a dark, rainy night with a loud pound on the Spellman door. Sabrina and her aunts quickly open the door to find Jughead holding his beloved dog, Hot Dog, dead in his arms. Jughead begs the Spellman family to help him save Hot Dog before it is too late, but indeed it already was. The Spellman aunts inform Jughead that Hot Dog is already too far gone to save. Sabrina cannot stand this news and sneaks out to Jughead's house when her aunts go back to sleep. She wants to help bring Hot Dog back to life, but this will require something that is strictly forbidden in the witch community, necromancy. Sabrina, Jughead, and Hot Dog fly, yes fly, to the edge of Riverdale at the River Styx, the river between life and death. 
Jughead starts to dig a hole for Hot Dog as Sabrina recites an incantation. When Sabrina returns home, her aunts have taken their horrifying true witch form and begin to scold Sabrina for her necromancy intentions. They proclaim that since she has broken the number one rule, Sabrina will be relinquished of her powers and banished for a year of silent reflection and atonement in the nether realm. Dang, I thought being grounded was bad. <laughs> the next day at Riverdale High, we see Betty and Veronica still arguing over their beloved Archie. In the locker rooms, Reggie begins to admit to Archie that he did something horrible the night prior, which we later find out that Reggie accidentally hit Hot Dog with his car. Cut to Jughead's house where a sad Jughead stays home from school to wait for Hot Dog to come alive again and come back home. The good news, Hot Dog's alive again. The bad news. He's a zombie dog. <laughs> Hot dog bites Jughead on the arm, which soon becomes a mutilated zombie infection that starts to spread, of course. Later that night, Archie and the gang are at the Riverdale High School dance. The evening is soon interrupted by, you guessed it, a zombie Jughead. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, this was a, a fun issue that laid the groundwork. It, you know, um, th there's some action that goes on here. You do see, I believe, the principal gets attacked by Jughead, like on page 22, which was a lot of fun. There's there's little bits of fun in here, but it's pr it's really a, a build up issue for oh, for yeah. things to come. You kind of know what's going to happen next, but you're just, you're along for the ride. You're like, all right, who's next? Exactly. And how cool was it that her, her, um, uh, what are they, they're her aunts, right? Her, uh, her aunts, yeah. They like, they just instantly banished her. So now there's like no help coming, essentially. Yeah. They're just like, bye. <laughs> they just were like banished her. And I love that they, um, just like Chilling Adventures of last week, um, when Chilling Adventures of last week, yep. Yeah. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina last week. Last week the, was pretty chilling. It was. Um, uh, the ants actually do come back to their true form, and now they come back once again. And I love that. I love that they're like, don't forget, they're real witches. <laughs> now, which one was scarier? I think the uh, Chilling Adventures was a little bit scarier because the, the artists made them look like, like rotting corpses yeah you and like their whole body they were like nude and rotting yeah. everything you know what i mean and it was just like oh no i like i would hate to be in trouble too <laughs> and do you do you feel that reading these comics now add to your experience watching the show on netflix for sabrina it absolutely i i like i almost wish but don't wish that i read them before but i mean now i can watch them again there's no excuse but um Sure. I mean, I mean, I, I still admire them for, you know, the the work that it was on TV and then the comic book themselves. But like seeing how actual chilling Sabrina was and now Archie, like there is no there are no boundaries for this comic. That's the fun part. You yeah. know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, there there are no boundaries, and they they do whatever the heck they want to <laughs> in this thing. They, he uh, <laughs> Roberto got a got a blank check to to pretty yeah. much kill everybody <laughs> off. Um, and uh, and and we'll see in the next uh, issue too. I like how each issue sort of takes a different point of view with some mm -hmm. of these characters um, and whatnot. Now, did you did you like Veronica's Vampirella style costume? Yes, um, I liked, I even, okay, so I have to be honest, I've never read an Archie comic before this one, and you know Betty and Veronica more than me, but my, like, the first thing Veronica says about uh, Betty going to the dance is, we flipped on him, and I was like, um, what? You flipped on him? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you know Betty and Veronica, have they always been this way? Like, I, 
I think so. Like I said, I never read Betty and Veronica. I don't understand if they both date Archie or if, like, like you know, if you read the comics and did one date Archie in the past and then is Betty the one that he dates now? I actually have no clue I because uh, I don't watch <laughs> Riverdale either. Um, I think yeah. my wife does. She, she Well, she's in the other room. Um, <laughs> watching Handmaid's Tale. Watching Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I – so – I know, though, that they're always fighting over Archie, um, mm-hmm. and that you know that is their relationship. They are also friends. Betty and Veronica are, are friends, and they fight over him. And I don't know if flipping a coin is how they usually figure out who gets to date him, but, like, man, that seems stressful for Archie, though. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but he seems to not mind it. He's just kind of like, yeah, this is, just, this is just how it is. This is our relationship. I guess, you but know? isn't that kind of rude to, to, to them? Like, I mean, you got to pick, Not right? when you're a teen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to pick. Not when you're a teenage boy, though. Yeah. You're like, I l-, they're probably like, I love this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that that is true. That is true. Now, one thing I will say about this art, like, they do, do such a, uh, Francesco does such a, just a, the atmosphere that that he creates, mm-hmm. you know, in in all the scenes and everything. Um, I I don't know. I just can't put my finger on it. But it's like minimal colors. Like there's only like yeah. usually like four or five colors total, like on on each individual panel. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of them are oranges, you know. So it's all very Halloween, like bo- blue and orange and yellow and green, and it just feels. It just feels like fall. Like the whole comic feels yeah. like Halloween. It feels like Halloween, right? I mean, it, one of the panels is just a lightning bolt yeah. in the beginning, right? Yeah. Like, how, how much do you love, like, that stuff? Like, just, like, when they have that kind of fun with, with you know, the uh, uh, the art and the pacing. the pa- mm-hmm. Like, the pacing of it is, I guess, what I what I really enjoy. You can almost just just sense it. You just you could hear the sounds. You could almost smell what it would smell like, that crisp yeah. fall air. He just does such a great job of, like, setting the atmosphere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And as you go through the panels, it's like a – it's like – it's like a, a show. I know that seems silly, but like comics, I love when they do that when it doesn't feel like you're going panel, panel, yep. panel, panel. You just kind of float, your eyes just flow. They know exactly where to go. They know where to put your eyes. You know what I mean? Yes. This is definitely one of those comics that I just like when I read it, it's just like, it's just you flow with it. You just go with the flow and I'm just riveted and I'm just like, like glued to it. And I don't ever feel like, I don't ever feel like the text is worth, you know, like, like weighing the thing down with too much text like i do mm-hmm. truly believe that a good writer doesn't need to have that much exposition and we right. and we know who we're talking about too if you guys, <laughs> if you guys have been reading our, or listening to our podcast from the beginning you know who we're referring to i just I think a good writer doesn't need that much exposition to to you know set the scene right like your art should be half of the words I, you know what I mean? If not more. I, yes. If I was going to say, yeah, if not, if not like 75% of it, you know, it's, it's just mm. like movies. It's a visual medium. So. Yeah. Ab- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. You want right. to jump into yeah. issue two? Yes. Yes. It's funny. Cause like they end you on a cliffhanger, but you totally know what's going to happen next. But like you keep <laughs> turning the page. But how much, but, and real quick before you start, like, I love how yeah. the, the first page is always this like it's a splash page it it takes Uh up the whole page so it's a splash page but it's it's a close-up shot of like something detailed like just like a a curtain of a window moved aside and then it has some kind of like really just depressing phrase or it just sets the tone for what this issue is about even if even if it's a quote that they say it doesn't mean that you actually hear the quote in the issue it just sets the tone 
so you beautifully. almost hear the voice yes yeah yeah absolutely so beautiful and you, you almost hear the voice like the chapter two mm-hmm. you know what i mean just real deep. like vince price vince yeah price probably <laughs> narrated this all right chapter two that's not my vince price i don't know what that is uh, i love him okay dance of the dead The chapter begins showing Riverdale's richest twins, Jason and Cheryl Blossom, walking up to the Riverdale dance with the intention of, quote, destroying Betty and Veronica to get Archie, end quote. Just as they are about to enter the dance, a guy busts out of the door screaming because, well, his arm was just bitten right off. He warns the twins not to go in. The chapter goes back and forth between pre-zombie outbreak and post-zombie outbreak. For the post-zombie outbreak of the chapter, Veronica is talking to her father at their lodge mansion about the night's events. Veronica explains that Jughead ate his girlfriend, Ethel. And because everyone at the dance thought it was an act, no one did anything. Hmm. As Ethel looked to be pretty dead, Jughead locked eyes with Veronica and somehow, in his lucid zombie state, he remembered the hatred he carries for Veronica and he started running toward her. At that moment, Archie dressed ironically as a superhero for Halloween, grabbed Jughead, and with the help of his friends, they locked him in the locker rooms while they tried to figure out what to do next. Just then, Ethel reincarnated herself into a flesh-eating zombie. Principal Weatherby and Miss Grundy also turned into zombies. Archie and those not yet returned ran into the forest to escape the Riverdale zombie apocalypse. We are now in the present moment when Veronica explains to her father that her and her friends needed to find a safe place to hide. We now see that they are all safe within the Lodge Mansion. For now, that is. Okay, yeah. And uh, don't forget about the interlude between... (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, like, I mean... I wanted to talk about that. I wasn't quite sure how to sum that up because it didn't really flow. But if you're reading it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So so the two characters uh, are two young ladies... Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I guess they're, they're, well, I guess one is gay and one's maybe bi, um, but they're, they're girlfriends. Yeah. They're girlfriends. And, but Mm -hmm. I guess, but one has, I think has a boyfriend that I think shows up, uh, later, which is like Mm -hmm. the issue, you know, which is why it's, you know, touch upon it, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. for some labels. labels. Yeah, no, 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 (laughs) no labels at all. Um, and uh-huh. uh, but it's cool, and I I, I guess it, you know of course it ends with like a zombie sort of attacking you know and and going in and everything, but mm-hmm. to the diner where they are. But like I, you know I love the fact that this again this Archie comic is just gone full adult. They have no problem tackling yeah you know uh, you know gay couples. They have no problem alluding to incestuous brother and uh, twin brother and sisters mm-hmm. like like this is the issue that i was like like you said earlier like there's no holding back here they're gonna do whatever the heck they want and i was like wow i was a little bit more shocked by the incest the implied incestuous twins than anything yeah. in this comic truthfully i was like okay cool go you you do you afterlife with archie yeah they turned it up i was like oh 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 no, that happened. I was like, wait, they're twins. Wait, oh, no. No, that was intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every panel is intentional, especially yes. even when they uh, zoom in on them holding hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up the interlude because I wasn't quite sure how to put that in there. But, um, it, yeah, it's two girls at the table, and they're fighting over if they're going to tell everyone that they're together or not. And then doesn't Pop come in and he's a zombie at that point? Um, at, like the well, end of that interlude? Yeah, it's, it's, Pop's, uh, it's Pop's place but the zombie i think is the principal or somebody else i forgot oh, they, that comes in. yeah they yeah. mention it and it's like you know some kind of Im- implied thing but you know it's it's not a major deal but like 
you know, I'm just flipping through the pages now while we're talking, and like I'm looking at the panel. Uh, it's on page, uh, looks like page 16. And uh, was it Ethel? Uh, was was Jughead's yeah. girlfriend? She's like <laughs> laying down, face down, in a pool of her own blood, and then she uh-huh. pops up like a like you know, rah, but like just like it's that's a high school kid right there, like you know, dead. And yeah. I'm and I I'm like, this is this is a full on horror movie mm-hmm. with Archie They're characters. Like, y- yeah, and they they thought it was an act, and they were like, "Eh, she's fine," and then she's she's zombie, <laughs> <laughs> and you see how it happens. But like, and then yeah, Veronica knocks her out with the fire extinguisher, and she's dead. Just so you guys know, yeah. she's dead. Yeah, and she doesn't hurt anyone. <laughs> oh, and the great thing is, she's wearing um a Snow White outfit too. Like she she was dressed up Ooh. as Snow White, which is freaky. Uh, How about Archie as a superhero, though? Yeah. I mean, they're like, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's that's absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, yeah. But like, how, how so far? How is this like fitting with like your typical like zombie outbreak movie? You know, tropes and everything. Oh yeah, like you get bitten, you're a zombie. You know, you you don't. It's funny because in every single zombie story, the zombies are slightly different. So it's like when they plan to figure out how to attack this kind of zombie. Like as a reader, you're actually like, well, I know zombies kind of what they do, but it's always a little different. It's like sometimes in, you know it's in the head. Sometimes you can hit them in the head and they're out, or they run, or they walk, or they make noise, or they don't, or they scratch, or they bite. You know, you, you don't know. So we're also figuring it out, even this is probably the thousandth zombie story you've heard i'm sure you're a walking dead fan <laughs> well and i mean like you said though like a lot of people take different liberties with the zombies is it a virus is it whatever but i mean right from the beginning we know that it's magic based because you know sabrina yeah. used her magic so uh and i think it's like the next issue or something where we see jughead actually sort of leading uh the zombie army yeah that doesn't bother me like i'm like okay yeah because we I, it, it's not a virus it's it's a magical virus so i, I, yeah. I i'm okay yeah. with it going like in any direction that it you know needs to go so right. and it doesn't have to like stick to like oh they're slow or oh they're you know just literally just corpses or whatever they're fast they they can kind of they're these zombies regardless are terrifying they're they're pretty scary looking they they are actually and i like how they rar or whatever they make like noises across the panel yeah. like it takes up the whole panel so you have this you're you're like wow they're very loud or just it's booming or i don't know but you can hear those things yeah it's every every panel the way the way that the panels are laid out are great like i love this shot of them walking through the woods when they when they actually finally leave the school and uh, it's just like it's, it's it just looks like it's sunset you know walking through the woods when Archie's like leading everybody away and but he's so like you can tell he's upset you know obviously his best friend is Jughead you know yeah. and and he's got to do what's right so you know he takes them back to to the lodges uh house again this is this is my <laughs> this is my introduction to every Archie character so everything I know about Archie <laughs> comes starts with this it's starts with this so the so the lodges okay. and and just anything else i picked up via osmosis just by standing in a in a comic book store um oh gotcha for some reason kid. i thought you said you read it before okay no. gotcha now i'm with well, you. oh i've read okay. i've read this before i've read after yeah. this is like my fourth time reading after life with archie so people are like have you read archie you're like yes i have technically <laughs> technically but but no technically <laughs> but no, no as well 
<laughs> well, I've watched Riverdale, and there is actually speaking of the incestuous twins, um, they're they are kind of incestuous there as well. So I, I I mean I know that this comic was made before it, so I wonder if they took like elements of these like Archie publication comics, you know, these no boundaries comics, and was like, hey, this kind of pushes this pushes the, the boundary here, and maybe we can get like a real good story out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was mildly alluded to uh, in the original comics, or just they were you know super close, like you know weird twins or something, and they just went in this direction. But yeah, I I heard that the Riverdale show kind of did the same thing. But yeah, like like you said, this could have been that start of that. I don't know with the two twins, mm-hmm. but uh, I like it. I like it. Like whatever they're doing, <laughs> I, like I like it. it. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Shall <laughs> Shall we see what happens next? Yeah, because it only gets better. It only gets better. Chapter 3, Sleepover. At Lodge Manor, we see a flashback to the days when Veronica's father and mother, Haram and Hiromi, were searching for the perfect place to build their manor. Hiromi. Did I say Hiromi? I meant Hermione, like Harry Potter's Hermione. All right, here we go. Hermione is expecting a child, a.k.a. Veronica. She explains that on a train ride earlier that day, two random spinsters who sat across from her said that she will be having a girl, raven hair and strong-willed. They also comment that they are on their way to Greendale to see their sister-in-law who is having their niece. They predicted that she would have white hair. If you are familiar with our last uh, Sabrina episode, you will recognize these spinsters as none other than the Spellman sisters. As Veronica's dad is having a bad dream about his zombie wife, he is awoken by his butler. His butler explains that the zombie disease has in fact spread past Riverdale and Operation Lockdown at Lodge Manor is underway. Back in the Lodge Manor kitchen, Archie and Betty huddle by a grate. Archie explains to Betty that a while ago, when he was secretly sneaking over to have nights with Veronica, he hacked the grate's mainframe and took it offline so it not be detected and he could sneak out. And sneak in. Archie plans to escape from the manor, out the grate, and into Riverdale streets in order to check on his family. Because he's a superhero. Later, Veronica convinces Betty and the gang to join her at the end of the world pool party in order to try and forget about the zombie invasion. At that moment, Midge and Moose are getting ready in a different room where Moose is concerned about a scratch on Midge's hand. She brushes it off and tries to convince him that she won't turn into a zombie and it's just a scratch, Moose. Moments later, Midge and Moose barge into the pool as, you guessed it, zombies. They try to attack their friends, but Veronica's father closes the top over the pool as the non-zombie gang scrabbles out of the pool, and poor Midge and Moose drown, or so we think. Meanwhile, Archie crawls out of the sewer to see Pops is on fire and the streets are barren. He sees the mayor has turned into a zombie and he starts to run. Archie loses Mayor Zombie, or whatever her name is, and finally reaches his home to check on his folks. He opens his door to find Hot Dog, Jughead's zombie dog. Zombie dog. Zombie dog. <laughs> A lot happened in this issue. Yeah, it did. So we have Midge got scratched and mm-hmm. took Moose out. So now they they they're gone. We lost okay. two two kids from the basically you know and, and the, I like how the dad uh, you know got upset about like losing them on his watch type of thing and mm-hmm. we also get like a lot of this uh, about a third of this issue is kind of from the point of view of the butler uh the yes. lodge family butler that was cool that's like 
so now they're starting to do these interesting little character, um, you know, insights, and you kind of get an insight into the Lodge family via the butler. I think that that's actually uh, issue five is the butler. This one actually begins with um, the point of view of the flashback. Oh, right. Of, okay. Of Hermione and, and her. Um, but you see. Clam. Okay. Got it. You see. You see yeah. the butler in this one. Okay. I'm, I'm scanning yes. through. Yeah. You're right. 100% correct. Um, no yeah. You see the butler in this one. They'll they'll elaborate on him in the next one, which. Okay. That's cool. Uh, all those things still apply. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it'll, yes, it'll happen yes, eventually. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we see that the, the virus spreads quickly, you know, it'll turn you quickly. And from a very minor scratch, uh, mm-hmm. we do see that all hell is breaking loose because at Pop's diners, like burning to the ground, that's where uh, Archie kind of came out of his manhole at. And then we yeah. kind of get a flashback. <laughs> uh, we get a flashback as to what happened to Pop's diner. So, yes. um, with the the two the two young ladies, I, what are their names? Is it like Nancy and Ginger or something like that? I some believe. some white girl names, I think. Yeah. <laughs> they hop on a motorcycle and they're out of there together. <laughs> she, she she says as one of them is uh, Latina. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, oh yes, that's right. That yes, I think I don't know what the other one's name is. Yeah. Gosh, I'm so sorry. Those those were like the C characters, and they were they were so important. Now that's why I didn't write them down. I'm like, eh, it doesn't really add to this. Well, I guess so. I, now, I think, you know what? I, Everybody's important. Yeah, and I think um, if I'm not mistaken, I think they kind of become more like sort of pivotal like later. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure yet though. I can't quite remember. Uh, but yeah, and it was also really cool to see the the mayor as a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. Yes. So yes. you just want like once the mayor's a zombie, then <laughs> <laughs> it's it's over. It's over. Yeah, Riverdale's gone, <laughs> <laughs> burning to the ground. <laughs> oh man! And how about uh, the Spellman ants on the train? Yeah, I, I I thought that was a really cool little connection because um, you know we're we're getting it sort of via a flashback or whatever. Uh, but I thought that was a neat little like connection that that uh, Sabrina has to this here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's... other than being the connection of starting the zombie outbreak. Yeah, Sabrina started all of this. Don't forget, she's yeah. She, even though she's not on every page, she started it. Yeah, her her, her mistake is felt on every page. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why they don't let um you know in like every witch story it's like you have to turn 16 before you turn realize you're a witch like i'm sure there were baby witches yeah. they were like oh no can we turn <laughs> off these powers before yeah. like <laughs> i mean i i shouldn't have I, I shouldn't have powers even when i was 16 too like you, you should not have yeah. you should not have powers until you're 40 i don't think you yeah. <laughs> Right, because <laughs> even in my 30s, I would have abused it. I probably still right. abuse it in my 40s, though. So you know what? Maybe I should just never have powers. How about that? Yeah. Oh, Corey, you're a witch. I should let you know. You're oh, a warlock. I'm a warlock, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a warlock. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, I liked uh, I liked the insight in this. It, it's it's it felt like a little another like setup um, issue, even though we got a little bit of action with uh, uh, Midge and um, Moose. You know, getting killed. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it didn't like 
still a lot isn't really happening right now. It's kind of like still setting the groundwork for, you know, yeah. bigger, sort of bigger things to come. I agree. And um, I, I actually wrote down every chapter because I like to see, like, if they'll ever allude to what year it is. And there wasn't anything big until this chapter when they mentioned Twitter. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay, so it's current. And so, like you said at the beginning, Sabrina, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is like, 60s yeah, 70s it, it was the 60s yeah. right i think they said it in the the beginning i think it was she was born in 69 or something yeah something like that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah no <laughs> there's, there's so many comments i know right like, but no there's computers in this like like the 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 butler guy he's got a computer he, he's watching cameras yeah it's like mm-hmm. supposed to be totally right now current basically Right, exactly. I mean, they, I mean, they have an electronic like pool cover that you know comes out <laughs> and can yeah. can trap zombies underwater. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, like the Archie Betty uh, Veronica dynamic comes back again in this one, which is always gonna confuse me, but it's fine. Um, you know, he's like, oh yeah, I used to sneak in here and uh, make out with Betty, and so I hacked the mainframe. Archie, are you an IT man? And we didn't know how old. <laughs> Older you like <laughs> yeah I, I, exactly I, that's the thing I don't I don't know the timeline on this but I'm I, I, I guess I should say I know what the timeline is on Afterlife with Archie he used to hook up with Veronica and now he's right. with Betty it seems like or he's kind of like moving gravitating more towards Betty um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how it was in the you know the normal quote unquote version yeah. of it like is Veronica yeah. like his past love and Betty's right. his current love, you know. I don't know. Right. Or he goes back and forth. Oh, any Archie out, uh, fans out there that want to uh, help us out? <laughs> please, please clarify this for us because I, I would actually like to know. Yeah, because in the Riverdale one, they have a version of it too where he kind of goes back and forth, but and this one as well. But you know, it's so funny because it's like the ongoing, like the running gag. You know, he just never can decide. And yeah, just, we just go with it. You know, and it also kind of keeps it scandalous. So maybe, uh-huh. maybe. That's a good thing for them. Pro- you know what? That's maybe that's why they've been you know on bookshelves for like fifty years. Maybe- <laughs> Who will if if Archie ever decides Archie's done? That's it. The comics are done. <laughs> I don't. At this point, I don't think that'll ever happen. If that was going to happen. That was probably going to happen like ten years ago. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to jump right, on to chapter three? Let's do it. Chapter four. Oh shoot! 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 All right. Chapter 4, Archibald Rex. The chapter begins with a 10-year flashback on Tulip Hill Puppy Farm where Archie and his family go to find a dog for Archie. Young Archie promises to take care of his dog and love him forever. After going through several dogs, he finally picks out the puppy he wants where he learns his name is Vegas because he was found on the Vegas Strip. Ten years later, Archie is terrified at the sight of Jughead's dog, Hot Dog the Zombie. At that moment, Vegas jumps in to rescue Archie from Hot Dog and starts to fight the zombie dog so Archie can escape. Archie runs upstairs to find his mom, not a zombie, and his dad, very much a zombie. Archie beats his zombie dad to death with a bat so he and his mother are able to escape to safety. The son and mother duo climb into an old car in the garage and zip out through Riverdale to Lodge Manor. The chapter ends with a glimpse of the growing zombie army, Jughead and Hot Dog leading the way. Ooh. Ooh. So Archie's dad is Jed. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. And uh, Jughead is leading an army. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we did get a little bit of an interlude with the uh, the two twins. Um 
implying that they they don't want to stay in their rich mansion while this happens uh and i think the the sister is she's tired of this game that they play but for the most part it's it's all about you know archie and with his mom and i love the flashback to how he got vegas because then it sets up the emotional impact of when you know vegas I mean, I'm looking at the the panel right now where he says, live, Archie Master. Thank you. Love you forever. Uh, But run. And the look in his eyes are just like Dogo eyes. You know, like you can just like you can just see the love in those eyes. And I loved how uh, the writer gave the dog an internal monologue voice, you know, which is fantastic. And and this is what comics can do that movies Mm -hmm. and TV cannot do very well, which is exactly give you insight into the thoughts of the character. I think that's uh, that's just amazing. I was not again every issue that I read here, and I, and it's silly. This is not the one either where where the um, the butler comes into uh, like the, you know that's I think yeah. next issue. I'm like wow, but like every issue, I like how every issue kind of is got a different surprise to it. Like in this one for me, the surprise was the surprise was like getting that insight into to Vegas's mind, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, um, at the very end, I I really enjoyed the fact that like. You know, yeah, Archie just killed his dad, you know, to save his mom. But you saw the emotional impact that that had on Archie afterwards. They, they, yes. they, they treat these characters like real people. And he just breaks down crying because he freaking killed his dad. You know, like, what do yeah. you like? Uh, of course he's going to cry. Like, no kid should have to do that. <laughs> no kid should have to do that. So to kill their zombie parent. No. And every issue, I'm just like, I'm slack jawed at like the, mm. the amount of emotion that, that they can draw out of me. And, yeah. and and how much I care about Archie characters, you know, and and, <laughs> and the dog, and the dog, <laughs> and how well written everything is, and how beautiful the art is, and mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is a horror. We should have said this at the beginning. This is a perfect way to say it. This is a horror comic first, and Archie comic second. Yes, wait, yes, G- great way to say that actually. And I really love how they pull out your heartstrings. By bringing in, like, how he shopped for his dog, essentially. And also, they do a lot of interludes and flash backwards, flashbacks, flashbackwards, what I'm calling it now. Uh, They do a lot of flashbacks, but they don't do it, um, they don't do it to where it hurts the story, where you forget what's happening. It's like, okay, now that you have this knowledge, now you will care more about this next move that we're going to make here. You know what I mean? Yeah, everything that they insert that's not in, like, the current timeline what's happening is all Mm -hmm. to, you know, add to whatever they're going to show you next and to make you feel that emotional punch and it's just it's it's per, it's great storytelling i mean it's a plus storytelling right here and you know and honestly i we said it before but i'll keep saying it but it keeps getting better um and then the even the second half of this like uh issues like six through ten they just they, it escalates and not so much like violently just emotionally escalates you know there's so much emotion to this to, to characters that i never cared about before and now i immensely <laughs> care for I don't know if I could like read the regular Archie comic now. <laughs> like, remember, <laughs> remember when he got attacked by a zombie? Right. Oh, like, he didn't get attacked. In this one. Yeah. Did you notice though? Uh, uh, sadly, in Jughead's army is zombie Vegas uh, is in there. 
Oh, and then that makes it's like now will Archie have to kill Vegas and then they have a pass and oh gosh it's like it's so funny it's like in movies when <laughs> if a human's about to die I'm like okay go ahead you know whatever slaughter him but if there's a dog I'm like I will never watch this movie ever again <laughs> I will hex this director if they kill this dog right now well that's why I've that's why I've never seen Marley and me because I'm like I, no! I I know I don't watch I don't watch dog movies because I love dogs and I know they're just gonna die at the end and force me to cry and feel something yeah. what is what is this salty discharge coming out of my eyes <laughs> my face. Uh, <laughs> you know and it's just like no thank you no but yeah, yeah people people can die left and right i don't i don't care i'll eat my popcorn <laughs> yeah uh, that's uh, yeah i saw that coming yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but the dog i'm with you i don't want to see the dog die I know. And I have a rabbit. And whenever there's a rabbit in a movie where they're just, they just, they don't really think about, you know, rabbit moms out there. Um, I'm very close with her. Whenever they kill a rabbit or they just like cut up a rabbit or just something with a rabbit, they'll pull it by the ears. I'm like, ah, no, no, no. Like in Us, when they had all those rabbits, oh, I'm like, yeah. those poor rabbits had to be in the cage for so long. Have you ever anyway. seen, have you ever seen <laughs> Fatal Attraction? Yes, but that was before I had a rabbit. Okay. So you know about the famous rabbit scene though. I, I don't. I guess I forgot about it. Now I'll never watch that again. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, Gosh, speaking of horror. Real quick, uh, I just want to, before we jump on the next issue, I want to talk about page 19, where while Archie's beating the brains out of his zombie father, they keep cutting like these little, it's, it's like the yes, whole, yes, yeah, yes, yes. yeah, the whole page is like almost like a mosaic of panels. Um, It's uh. Uh, three rows and five columns um and the way the artist just makes some of the panels actually create a bigger picture but then in between the panels some of them are like archie's dad like showing him how to shave then archie's dad like showing him like carrying him on his shoulders like yeah where where do you where do you get this like like in in normal horror comics you know what i mean like or in horror movies where do you get like like you know i mean we've seen movies where people we've seen zombie movies where people have had to kill like their loved ones you know and it sucks we get it but not too many times do they do this good of a job to make every impact have some kind of resonance you know because mm-hmm. uh, every impact is followed by you know a shot of Archie like sobbing and then a shot of like his dad you know doing something kind for him and then boom another hit and then another flashback you know, it's just mm-hmm. the it's in it's just I can't even I can't even I can't even yeah it, I just how could gush. you ever talk bad about comics how could you not <laughs> love them like it's it's a great it's another medium of storytelling and it's just slightly different like every way that you could tell a story movie tv show book with words picture book even gosh uh, but like a comic it's just like you just can't beat it man right. you, you can't that's that's why we're here <laughs> I'm addicted good thing we got a podcast <laughs> yeah and a gazillion comic books to read for the yeah. course course yes. of the rest of our lives yes we'll be doing this forever we'll be a hundred years old okay <laughs> and this one superman 1050 million <laughs> all right you ready for chapter five exodus my friend yes am last chapter of of this one of this no episode. i don't want it to end <laughs> this is Corey's favorite chapter where we see smithers the butler <laughs> yeah clearly i jumped the gun on it <laughs> This chapter is told from the point of view of Smithers the butler, opening with the words, Butler's Log. Smithers tells the reader of his family's 70 years service to the Lodge dynasty. When he was a boy, his father would tell him things like, never contradict your employer, you are in his house, but not of his house, and 
to see everything but only be seen when you're needed. With Mr. Lodge busy, Smithers was the one who took Hermione to the hospital when Veronica was born and swore to Hermione that if anything were to happen to her, he would see that Veronica was always properly taken care of. Back to the present moment, Smithers quietly watches the frustrated teens growing more and more tense as the night goes on. Archie confesses to Betty that he killed his zombie father with a bat. Veronica eavesdrops to hear this, this confession and is jealous that Archie confided in Betty and not her. Smithers sees Veronica crying and tells her that Archie doesn't deserve her anyway. Back in the pool area, Jughead and his undead zombie crew has reached the Lodge Manor and begin to smash in windows in order to reach the living people inside. Mr. Lodge reluctantly agrees with Archie that everyone will need to escape Lodge Manor in order to survive. Archie and his gang hatch a plan to escape the manor safely. Smithers and Mr. Lodge launch fireworks from the top of the manor to distract the zombies, and the gang escapes out the back way and into the evergreen forest. Will Archie and his gang survive the night? Well, I guess you'll have to turn into the next episode to find out. Oof. There's a lot, a lot in this issue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, right off the bat, my favorite thing was... Uh, we'll, we'll jump around a little bit, but my favorite thing was when they were trying to exit through the sewers and there were zombies coming out of the grate that Archie had escaped through earlier. And you don't know it at the time, but Betty was like a gasp when she saw them. You know, there were two, two people. And then, you know, she's kind of like unsettled. And I think Veronica makes a snide comment and she says, those were my parents. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then actually I, I went back. Like I was like, oh, crap, let me go back and relook at that panel. But that was cool. I love that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I love that you got like in like like the outsider's perspective. Uh, I guess, you know, going back to me jumping the gun on <laughs> the reveal that this issue. You know, like, <laughs> my boy. Yeah, my boy, uh, whatever his name is, Smithers. Um, I, I just I, I think it's an interesting way to sort of – frame the family from sort of an outsider's perspective you can kind of it gives you insight into the the family mm-hmm. itself um i thought that was cool and i thought it was just a cool like storytelling device to switch mm-hmm. it up you know switch it to another sort of point of view uh for this issue and everything and then there's like all these little like tussles that are happening like Re- uh, reggie and keller um i think uh like when when they get into a little bit of a fight and and keller punches reggie because reggie's being a jerk um, and I, I, I think it's, I guess uh, Reggie's being, I think, homophobic to Keller. Cause I think, I think Keller's, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. Keller's mm-hmm. gay. Um, again, I don't, I can only infer what I know about these characters through this and that's what it seems like. And I, I don't know. I just, I love that they're adding so many layers to the characters. Now, uh, Keller could always have been gay and Archie. I, I don't know, but I love that. I think so for the most part. Is, is he, mm-hmm. is he on River or all these characters He's on Riverdale, Riverdale is, at least. Is Reggie yeah. on Riverdale too? Um, not that I, I haven't watched it in a minute, but I do remember Keller for sure. Okay. 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 Yeah. It's, I just, I don't know. I just, I think it's great. I, I like the characters reactions. I like that they're even taking the time to address issues other than just zombies. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to yeah. address other things too, you know, like homophobia here and how, how that's not right. And Reggie gets a nice big punch across his face as he, you know, as he should. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I dig the fact that they just can... They can just do whatever they want and, and and do it well, I guess I should say. Because, you know, you can mm-hmm. some, some comics can do whatever they want and they do it terribly. This does whatever it wants <laughs> and it does it well. It does do it. It does it uh, very strategically. Right, exactly. They, 
Yeah. They make they they make a purpose for it. They don't just do it for shock value. They do it and then they string it into, okay, this is important because, mm-hmm. you know. And I love the fact that like we're still dealing like with the the uh you know, the downfall, not the downfall. We're still dealing with the aftermath of Archie killing his dad. Like mm-hmm. this isn't like, you know, this isn't uh, like World War Z or something. He's not Brad Pitt. He's not just killing people and then, you know, being like, "Oh, I'm fine with that." Like it's destroying him and i love mm-hmm. that they're taking the character in that direction even if you know it doesn't come back around it's i like that they took the minute they, they took a page to you know show him and betty you know and just archie being vulnerable like that i just love what they're doing with all the characters yeah and they bring back in the dang betty and veronica <laughs> triangle again she's jealous and all that, uh, you know, they, they keep the characters true to who they are and they remind us each each issue. And I think that's cool. And going back to uh, your your homeboy Smithers there, um, it, it certainly adds a layer to it that they didn't need it to necessarily because the butler is usually someone who's just like in the background. Like even Alfred from freaking Batman, I, I, I've watched Batman and I've read Batman, um, but he's he's. Never had his own log uh, that I've seen <laughs> yeah. anyway. But my point being that, like, the butler is just always the person that they just push to the side. And the butler would probably die in any other zombie flick. Like, it's it's just as relevant as probably the family dog, if not less. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Sa- sadly. Yeah. Sadly, I know. <laughs> but here sadly. they actually give him personality. They actually give him, you know, character. They actually give him heart. Yes. And, and you don't want him to die. You don't want the butler to die. Because yeah. he's, like, one of Veronica's like parents basically you know he's been there her whole life now i will say my my only minor critique and i don't Do know it. if it's it, uh, i don't know if it's homage or directly ripping off but in george ramiro's land of the dead which was uh-huh. the technically the fourth installment you know of george ramiro's series so it's, so it's night of the living dead dawn of the dead day of the dead and then he did okay. land of the dead and i personally really enjoy land of the dead but in that um, the zombies are starting to get a little bit smarter, but, um, they distract the zombies, uh, when they go out raiding at night, like the humans go out into like the, the towns at night, they go raiding. And the reason they do that is because they can shoot fireworks up and all the zombies just look in the air at the fireworks. And uh-huh. that is exactly how Archie and the gang escape from Lodge Manor. In this, they set off fireworks up in the sky and all the zombies basically just looked up and they just. <laughs> snuck out and i was like okay is that homage or did you Mm. just say you know what this was a good idea we're just gonna steal it yeah unoriginal content i see what you're saying yeah i mean you know whatever i mean it's no big deal i just i thought it was funny that they did it and i was like cool i mean and as a fan of land of the dead if they're a fan of land of the dead then it's you know i'll take it as homage i will i'll do that i'll take it i'll I'll assume it's homage until I, i i hear otherwise well, it was either that or they died. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. then we wouldn't have, you know, six or ten. So Right, yeah, because then otherwise <laughs> they would have to, like, fight their way completely out, and then you wouldn't have, like, the horde sort of, like, following them. They do uh, kill the coach, though, with uh, – Two, the, the two twins shoot him with an arrow, it looks like. Yes, yeah, yeah. Was, that was really cool. <laughs> they have bows and arrows, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, it's not the twins. It's uh, I think it's it's Keller and um, uh, I think one of the other young ladies. The, the two young ladies. Yeah. Um, oh, and they actually uh, – so 
the the two young ladies from the interlude at the beginning they do show up here at lodge manor so now they're a part of the gang and the one lady's boyfriend is is there so she's so the other one's pissed off so uh i didn't catch that yeah okay yeah i know and and I don't even remember when they sort of uh, showed up, but it's I'm quickly scrolling back through. I do love having everything on tablets because you can easily kind of like get through it. But I do feel like uh, pages are a bit easier. Yeah, um, yeah. it's it's the uh, when Smithers is walking through the house and it's basically after him talking about delivering, uh, you know, helping deliver Veronica. And then he mm-hmm. basically is talking about how he, he sees and hears everything. And then it cuts over to, um, uh, I guess it's, I think it's Nancy and her boyfriend and then the, uh, her girlfriend or, uh, you know, not hidden girlfriend, but you know, f- <laughs> secret yeah. girlfriend, uh, is all secret mad because yeah. yeah, she's not, you know, basically acknowledging her, I guess. And they did not have to add that in, but they did. And it's another layer to it. And you just care more about the characters. And I think that's great. Right. I think it's genius. I, I, yeah. I love it. Um, I, I truthfully, yeah. and I, you know, I would love to, to know your take on all of this, all of these characters and everything here. Uh, you know, what do you think? How did you did, you did you like these? Uh, did you like it so far? I know I gushed more than you. You did a better job <laughs> saving uh, saving it to the end, like we probably should. But uh, what did you think so far of the of the story? No, I really did like it. I'm glad that I was able to uh, read it. I like I said before, I definitely want to own it. Um, it's it, I like that it is a very simple story and. You know, sometimes I would read one issue, two issues, then a couple days would go by and I pick it right back up and I remember where I was. And that doesn't always happen because sometimes the story is just so dang complicated. But it's like, it's, you know, the core of it, the spine of it is like, it's a zombie, it's a zombie story. It's how the zombie stories go. Um, I really like, now that we're really diving into it, I can see how the relationships and how like the many, many layers, this is an onion, this is a zombie onion and they peel back the layers and, and I liked each layer. Each layer they didn't need, but each layer got you closer and closer to the characters. So every time, I'm sure more people die, and you you care that much more. Like, even Vegas the dog. Like, he could have just been a dog, and I would have been sad. But he was like, they go all the way back to when he entered Archie's life. Like, they did not have to do that, but they did. And so then it just made it even worse when the dog died. So I really like they did that. Even more so, like, you don't even – all right, like, like here, talk about onion layer, right? Now, let's just take yeah. Vegas, for example. First off, like you said, they go back in time. They show you flashback of Archie finding Vegas. But at the same time, then you see the mom and the dad have this moment because the mom cries because she's like it's happy moment. But she also knows that like, you know, 13 years from now, Archie's now going to have to deal with, you know, the death of his dog. Like and that's in the dad says that's a natural part of life. That's how life goes. But then you fast forward and it's not a natural part of life because zombies are happening, and and he does have to witness Vegas die, um, but it's not in the way that his either of his parents ever thought it was going to happen. And then the words echo even more true uh, what the mom is like upset about because then he has to kill his own dad. So yeah. it's like there's like five onion layers to that one flashback where mm. like a lesser writer would have just had the flashback be about you know the dog, but he added in that extra layer or two that are going to come out late it's just man it's just it's so layered and good it has every time i read it i'm like this has just it's it's so much better than it has any 
right to be. This never ever needed to be this good. It never, it never. I don't want to say des- didn't deserve to be this good, but I never in a million years thought an Archie comic was going to be this good. Yeah, and it could have just had like a spinoff, and people would have bought it anyway because they love Archie, they love Riverdale, they love Halloween, right? But they made it actually good, and I'm really curious to see how they tie everything up. I hope not everyone dies. Um, but <laughs> can I ask, have you read forward at all, or are you have you not read past five? No, I started to, then I was like, you know what, I better not because I want to be truly shocked. Okay. Like, I, I didn't want to bring any of that into here. I didn't want to, you know, you know, accidentally forecast or what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, accidentally, spoiler, yeah. spoil anything here in this one because this one's very much one through five. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I have, I've read the whole thing, obviously, but yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I don't think I've read, you know, I haven't read it in a couple of years. So I didn't read past number uh, five, but I will say this. That was tough. I wanted to just keep going. I mean, like, so just put in perspective, like, I think it took me like an hour and a half to get through um, uh, um, uh, Lady Mechanica, maybe closer to two hours because that was a lot of reading. And um, this (laughs) took me all five issues. I got through it in, I think, about 25, 30 minutes. Oh, see? Wow. It's, I mean, like you said, it it is a simple story, but there's so much meat on this, the, the simple bones and simple. Simple doesn't ever have to mean bad. Agreed. You know, Agreed. I mean, yeah. look at. I mean, look at Mad Max Fury Road. It's a story about people going from literally in a straight line from point A to point B and then back again. <laughs> but you see how much character development happened over the course of that point A to point B. You don't have to have any kind of crazy Quentin Tarantino, you know, uh, chopping up of the movie and going all over the place. You know, as long as you just have good characters, you know. Um, yeah, depth. Yeah, absolutely. Get get your audience to care yes. and, you're, and you're there. Yes. You've arrived. Especially when, when characters die and you actually care about them like mm-hmm. vegas you know it's like man that's just that's just <laughs> bonus that's just bonus yeah. <laughs> this is actually afterlife with vegas yeah, right, right. Yeah, we're changing it <laughs> uh, and i'm so excited to to dive into the next uh five issues yes. with you yes. i'm because there's some there's some amazing stuff in there and i, I can't i don't even want to like talk about it because it's so good i don't even want to ruin it for you <laughs> i just know that sabrina returns and then that's when i stopped reading i was like nope no nope, nope, nope. i don't want to know anymore mm. nope <laughs> yeah 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 yep yeah <laughs> but yeah well i'm glad we could do this one though i'm glad you you know what i was like no we should probably just do the first one for you know and then do another horror one but you're totally right we should just wrap it up here and um and go on to six through ten because I, like i want to know <laughs> yeah. i would have read it anyway yeah this is it's it, it does feel more of like a complete thing this felt more of like an arbitrary like let's cut it here you know um and i do think there might have been some time in between issues five and six like i I think there might have been a few months like it wasn't like a, a, a normal like it was a bit of a hiatus I think oh. but I'm just I'm happy that we have them all now and and we can we can read them at our leisure <laughs> yeah well this is the first true cliffhanger yeah for me yeah. like what happens you know like <laughs> they didn't wrap anything up <laughs> you have to tune in next week to find out <laughs> oh no I guess so yeah <laughs> 
Well, this was fun. This uh, is I, I know this yes. is middle of the month for our listeners, but for you and me, Tess, this is the beginning mm-hmm. of October, and this definitely got me in the mood for yes. Halloween. And uh, when we go to read, when I go to read issues six through ten, uh, I, it'll be in October, and it's already cold up here in Oregon. I love uh-huh. it. It's like forty degrees, and the, the uh-huh. leaves are starting to change. And uh, you know, <laughs> Myra and I got our pumpkin and everything. Yeah. And, it's you like, got your house decorated. It, we got to yeah, do that stuff. It's getting there. Well, it's getting there. And uh, yeah, and it's just like, this is just perfect. It's perfect. And But, you know, Hellboy, so is Hellboy and so is Sabrina. We, yes. j- we just happened to record those episodes in like early September, late August, I think. Like yeah, that. we're like, wait a minute. We're actually lined up to do like a horror month. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. We recorded those <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> I know. People come up to me at work because uh, there are some secret, not so secret comic book fans at work. And they're like, oh, my God. I listened to your episode, and when you said this, and even my buddy Pete is, like, texting me, hey, let me just correct you on this one thing. I'm like, wait, we said that? <laughs> that was so long ago. <laughs> I, I have I have friends that will do the same thing. Like, they'll text me, like, like you know, like, uh, something that's an inside joke to the podcast that I was on, and I was like, uh, bro, I recorded that episode, like, two months ago. I do yeah. not remember what I said. <laughs> I, but I love it. Like, like I love it. I'm like, yeah. you're, I should be, re- like, free listening to it every week like so that i can be in on the inside jokes that i'm already in on that right. i created that, like, you, <laughs> that you created and then forgot about because it was months ago <laughs> but uh oh, yeah but we God. appreciate all the feedback that you guys have been giving us and uh oh yeah real quick let's uh let's give a shout out before we uh before we do our closing arguments no i'm just kidding um <laughs> let's uh give a shout out to our uh, our first patron john uh he's <laughs> uh giving us some love so we're we're you know we just got the page up you know if you guys want to give any kind of donation where it's only two dollars you know just a little help out but no no big deal no we, pressure no, no pressure, pressure but we appreciate it it's awesome man and uh thank you john mm-hmm. thank you very much we appreciate that to no end and uh to all the people who continue the discussion uh my good pal from derby uh, her name is albert Albatos or Angela and she sends us like an essay of her thoughts every after every episode and it's my favorite thing to read because she has so much emotion in it and it's like a girl in comics and she's passionate about it like us and I'm like yeah I love those notes yeah no that was that was totally awesome and I'm bad at technology so I didn't see until Tess told me so please Tess if you see any comments like that let me know I'll, I'll check them out because sometimes too yeah. with the way like I guess Instagram and Facebook work like if you log on before I do into the app you know yeah. and you you see it and then it won't show up as a notification for me you know so mm-hmm. um, we appreciate th- th- so much feedback like so we, much love we literally love just it. launched and we're already getting great feedback so we really appreciate it keep you know keep it coming um you can the, the website's up you can con you can email us on the website you can email us on the instagram ongoing comic book discussion podcast you know you can yes. find us anywhere but please keep shooting us messages and uh we've had suggestions on maybe doing like um like a list sort of episode like what who our favorite artists are maybe we can like yeah. break down and talk about uh our favorite artists and our favorite writers and uh maybe maybe that'll just be an, an episode you know down the road where we don't talk about one specific comic we just will do kind of like break down lists of our favorite stuff um yeah but what, whatever and we're trying to 
Go ahead. Yeah, no, Go ahead, su- bud. yeah, Sorry. suggest uh, <laughs> suggest stuff. Feel free to suggest anything like that. If you guys think uh, you, if there's something you like to hear, you know, heck, suggest comics. Suggest comics that, that we want to read. Um, ob- obviously, we have like you know the big stuff, Watchmen in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. We want to do that. Preacher, we want to do Preacher stuff like that. Stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But if you guys have uh, have some suggestions, please, please, please feel free send them over. We are all ears. Also, what is or Corey, i haven't even asked you this and you guys could totally jump in what's your favorite christmas comic because we have to do a christmas month or or holiday holiday month oh, you know holiday man. comic wow we gotta start thinking I anybody know. have any suggestions yes please yeah that's perfect because i <laughs> off the top of my head i can give you a, a thousand and one halloween comics but uh <laughs> christmas comics i'm for some reason i'm thinking one with lobo uh back in the day but anyways good call test please Give us a suggestion for Christmas because uh, that would be really cool if, if you guys... Or any holiday yeah. in, in, in the month of December, and, you know. And bonus yeah. points, if you guys can find a really good Thanksgiving comic yes! for us to do. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes, Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can't even imagine that there's any kind of Thanksgiving comics out there. But <laughs> if you guys have one and you say, hey, this is a, like a great issue of like Justice League or something, please feel yeah. free to, to give us some holiday suggestions so we can check those out as well. Yes. Thanksgiving, I mean, November may be just like family month. So like mm. Fantastic Four, good call. X-Men, you know, good. family month. Okay, that's good call. All right, we're, we're definitely go with the, the family theme in uh, in November. So and then yeah. we'll have to go love in uh, in February, the love theme, uh-huh. all the maybe some like character couples or something like that. But uh, Star Wars in May. Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. I'll give you that yep, month. Yep. Yep. That's appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well i love themes i love themes guys so please yes! <laughs> please give us themes um but until then uh tess where can we find you online you can find me on instagram at tessianos that's t-e-s-s-l-l-a-n-o-s and Corey, where can you we find you my friend yes um instagram that's where i'm the most active i'm at Corey nation and uh, podcast-wise, you can hear me on my weekly Seinfeld podcast with my buddy Adam called Cartwright, yeah. a Seinfeld <laughs> podcast, and then so uh, Podcasting After Dark, which is like a cult horror movie, and we're, we're going to be reviewing, okay, so by the time this comes out, uh, October, for Podcasting After Dark, October is Return of, Return of the Living Dead month. We are doing Return of the Living Dead part one and part two. Oh my gosh. I, I've listened to you guys when I'm at work and there's not much going on and it's I'm like laughing out loud. You guys are fun. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, well that was so much fun, Corey. That is Afterlife with Archie one through five. Join us next week for six through ten. What will happen to Archie and his gang? Tune in next week to find out. Dun 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 <laughs> This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey.